this end of summer anxiety or how did you how did you describe it um it's fall anxiety fall anxiety okay yeah so em- end of summer is that like blues. scared of heights uh, no, oh, not fall, fall like as in autumn. Autumn anxiety. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And I so I saw an article on this and I immediately, like, it immediately resonated with me because I am originally from New England, not from Florida. Mm-hmm. Like many people in Florida, I'm not from here. Um, and in New England, the fall is... Granted, the fall is one of my favorite seasons, especially up north. Mm-hmm. But when September rolls around and the leaves start changing, the temperatures start shifting, and the days start getting shorter, you have this like after Labor Day weekend, there is just this kind of depression that you go through. Like there's this. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. Uh, we have a timely episode for you today. Uh, and, not, and it might not apply to everyone, but I think at one point, everybody might have felt the end of summer sadness. I think there's a song, End of Summer Sadness. <laughs> it sounds like it should be a it song. Sounds like it should be a song. <laughs> if it not, somebody get if it's not, somebody get on it. Anywho, we're gonna talk about how it actually the emotional feeling and how it creates anxiety and how to deal with those feelings. Yes. So but before we do that, uh, we wanna thank you guys for tuning in this week and every week. Uh, Shannon has a great saying, she says, to the new listeners. Welcome. To the old listeners. Welcome back. So, yes, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we appreciate you leaving your rating and reviews in Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. So um, that really actually tells us, um, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, tells us what, it also let us know if you guys want us to explore a specific topic. That's a great way to connect with us. Uh, another way to connect with us is to follow us on the Instagram on the Instagram, right. yes. Mm-hmm. You should follow that's us that's on the interwebs. The hit people always lead in with <laughs> the, you know, the uh, interwebs, the yeah. Instagram, oh, the Twitter, boy. the Facebooks. Uh, so, uh, yes, follow in, uh, the ATF podcast on Instagram, uh, and that's a great way to connect to us uh, Never and stay up to date with uh, kind of sometimes we'll put some polls out, sometimes we'll put some reels out, so you guys can stay all up to date by following us on Instagram. So yes. uh, we appreciate that. Um, before uh, Now, I should say, we are going to jump into our training recap. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, I can go first. It's well, pretty let I will allow you to go first then. Um, I just had a few days this week, a couple rides on the Pelton and um, a day of kind of like a slow flow for yoga. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been fighting a little bit of a cold this week. So uh, I allowed myself, since I was having a lot of trouble sleeping, I allowed myself a little extra time. Right. So, but... um. I did get in a 45-minute ride this morning, which felt great. Nice. So that was Is nice. that a sweat steady? 
No, it was an endurance. Oh, excellent. Power, power zone endurance ride. Lots of out of the saddle? No. No? I mean, there was some, but not Cranking not up the ton. resistance? Is that a power zone or just basically? Power zone endurance is where you're going at like a, like a moderate for like longer periods. Gotcha. It's all about building endurance. Okay. Not building like. Sprint. Strength. Capacity, power. I think. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Yeah. I was able to do a couple of uh, Pelotons this week also. Um, and in addition to a good jujitsu class and some good lifting, um, I uh, felt pretty good this week, a little bit sore. Um, but I think uh, I was definitely uh, much better than the previous week. I think the previous week we had a lot of fatigue and uh, uh, also I think, like you said, I think people, are, you know, Ella was sick. That kind of slowed us down a little bit. Yep. Yep. So I think we bounced back this week and I did, I know I bounced back this week and had some good, uh, good, good, some good workouts and felt like I was much more productive this week opposed to last. So, uh, that's good. It's a good feeling to, like you said, bounce back and, uh, it's, uh, it, I think it's important. And I know we say this frequently. Um, I think it's important to give yourself, uh, that leeway. I know you talked about, not sleeping very well, so you kind of rest. Let me, uh, you're slept in a little longer this week. I mean, yeah. a little longer is probably, I mean, half hour. If that, yeah. <laughs> you know, we still got to get up and get things going in the morning. But I think, uh, um, one of the key things that we always try to convey is that you it's not always a straight line. You know, I, even though I'm someone who loves habits and loves sticking to a routine, um, your routine is going to have to deviate every once in a while. Yep. The key is just being able to be flexible, you know, in more ways than one. Yeah. That, you know, adjust on the fly, adjust your workouts on the fly, whether it be due to injury, due to time constraints, um, due to travel, uh, any types of uh, you know, mitigating factors that affect your normal workout routine, you got to be able to adapt to them. Because I think a lot of people get derailed from their normal workout routines because they can't adapt. Right. You know, they basically were like, oh, well, I'm out of town, so I'm just not going to work out this week. Yep. Or, you know, I'm feeling sick. Sickness is one thing. Actually, that's probably a bad, a bad thing. Or, uh, you know, this part of my body is sore. I'm not going to work out. You know, there's always ways around it. There's always low impact exercises or low, low impact workouts you can do. Um, there's always some way to improve your fitness, um, even if you're not in your ideal situation. Yep. So I think that's important to, uh, that's why we give our training recaps each week. You know, sometimes they sound very similar to week in and week out, but sometimes they're different. So uh, we can go crazy. Sometimes we get nothing. Right. <laughs> we're trying, I think we're trying to share with people that, well, you know, people who are addicted to fitness like us, uh, it, it's not, like I said, not a straight line. It's not always going to be five days a week of high intensity workouts, you know, yeah. it's uh, to think about doing that week in and week out is, it, I I would love it, but it's not always possible. Yeah. And you got to be okay with that. Yeah. And it's uh, it's balancing all the things of life mm -hmm. uh, that kind of can come between you and your passion for fitness. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and the other ways that you also have to take care of your health. 
That's right. Yeah, and if you guys are in need of a little bit of assistance when it comes to creating a workout plan, you can also uh, send us a message on the ATF podcast because I can create you a customized workout plan based on your fitness goals, uh, workout or equipment access, uh, injury history, so on and so forth. Uh, create it and then pre- uh, deliver it to you through the Tampa Strength app. And the Tampa Strength app gives you the ability to basically see your workout with, with the prescribed num- uh, type of exercise with a complimentary instructional video, the number of reps, sets, rest, and tips. So if that's something you're interested in, guys, if you're looking, well, interested in getting essentially a customized workout plan created by a personal trainer, Send us a message on the ATF podcast, and I can deliver it to you through the Tampa Strength app. So let's jump in to our main topic of discussion. Okay. Yes. This end of summer anxiety, or how did you how did you describe it? Um, it's fall anxiety. Fall anxiety. Okay. Yeah. So em- end of summer Is that like blues. Scared of heights? Uh, not, oh, not fall, fall like as in autumn. Autumn anxiety. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. And I so I saw an article on this, and I immediately like it immediately resonated with me because I am originally from New England, not from Florida. Mm-hmm. Like many people in Florida, I'm not from here. Um, and in New England, the fall is granted. The fall is one of my favorite seasons, especially up north, mm-hmm. but. When September rolls around and the leaves start changing, the temperatures start shifting, and the days start getting shorter, you have this, like, after Labor Day weekend, there is just this kind of depression that you go through. Like, there's this this feeling of true loss and, like, fear at what's to come because New England winters are brutal. Right. And they're super long, um, and you never know what you're going to get. Like, you can just pretty much just plan for a crazy winter. And so it was like, even though you knew you were going into probably the most stunning season, you were desperate trying to hang on to every last bit of summer that you could. And it was, there was some real blues that came along with the approach of fall. And this article was in the New York Times in their wellness section, um, their well, well section rather. And it's all about how to cope with fall anxiety. (laughs) And it just, I just thought it was so funny. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I, I mean, like people that I asked, I was like, you know, here in Florida, we're, I was going to say, we don't really have that. We're It's a very different experience yeah, here in Florida. It's opposite, right? It is totally reversed because summer for us is the like oppressive season that we are so excited to be done with. Yeah. You know, it's just that extreme season for us that we're happy to see in the rearview mirror, so to speak. But down here, we don't have external fall cues like we do up north. Like True. when I used to see... It's almost a like tree. Seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I used to see a tree up north start changing its leaves, like changing color, in late August. Mm-hmm. Like something hurt inside me. 
I was like, oh my God, no, it's coming, it's coming. You know, like it used to be so sad. Here, we have to purposefully decorate our homes with, you know, fake foliage and <laughs> fall decorations and run out and get a pumpkin spice latte from our coffee shop to make it feel like fall. And we're thrilled for that here in Florida. Absolutely. It's like, all right, September 1st, let's do this. I mean, I would celebrate pumpkin spice all year round. I know, your, your love of, that's of just pumpkin. That's love of pumpkin. Yeah. Anywho, sorry, I agree. But it just, this whole idea of, you know, Labor Day used to be this huge sort of end of summer hurrah. It mm -hmm. was the last hurrah. And afterwards, it was like you're back into the drudgery, the routine. You're back heading into like short days. The sun's disappearing. The weather is getting colder. So for those people especially, but also I think this is just a really – the tips that this article shared, I felt were really solid. Mm -hmm. And I think we all have some season that we're happy or not so happy to be heading into. Um, and how do we actually cope with that transition? Right. So as if you're a, a listener, a longer time listener, um, you will know that I am actually now a certified health coach, mm -hmm. an Ayurvedic health coach. And the transitional seasons in Ayurveda are really important because there are times where you're going from these seasons of extremes with summer being, you know, a lot of fire and heat and winter really being more on like the dry, um, the transitional seasons, they can throw you for a loop physically and mentally mm -hmm. because your body is doing some major shifts during this time. So it's kind of a natural thing that our bodies and our minds sort of want to have this transitional time and have like a little bit of space to get into the next season. And you need to pay tribute to that. You know, you need to you need to give some leeway to yourself to transition in these seasons and not use it so much as a time for um, you know, being sad about the time that's passed, but embracing it as a new beginning. Mm -hmm. So, one of the things that they do recommend um in these transitional seasons is like, this is a time where you do your cleanse, your resets, you know, you do your reevaluation. If you do this like every season or especially in those kind of transitional time periods where you have to be a little nicer to yourself, a little gentler to yourself. So that's my mentality going into fall mm -hmm. now. But this article was from more of, you know, the psychological standpoint. Mm -hmm. But I really liked some of the tips they had in here. Before we share those tips, I want to give love to one of our sponsors. 
Hey guys, let me tell you about one of our sponsors for today's episode, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. Guys, they have numerous tests. I've used several of them, including the cholesterol test. And if you guys have heard me or have listened to this podcast before, you probably heard me discuss this cholesterol test from Let's Get Checked. Guys, I have a family history of high cholesterol and being that heart disease and related health issues are one of the leading causes of mortality in the world, I wanted to get it checked. So I used the test, discovered that my cholesterol had back. I've risen again and I actually got connected with a physician on the Let's Get Checked staff and they were able to renew my uh, cholesterol medication being that I was in between primary care providers. Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So if you want to avoid any uncomfortable office visits and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com slash addicted to fitness cholesterol and use our code addicted to fitness at checkout to get 25% off your test. All right, guys, once again, trylgc.com slash addicted to fitness cholesterol and use the code addicted to fitness at checkout to get 25% off your at home health test from Let's Get Checked. All right. So from the article, what were the kind of the, I guess you would call them emotional or psychological tips? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're kind of anxiety management tips Mm, Okay, really is what they are. Um, and they, I like how they say to handle the end of summer feelings with grace Mm -hmm. and even use them to our benefit. And that is like these, this is a transitional time. Embrace the transition. Don't, feel like how you're how you're going about this is necessarily wrong but listen listen to these and and see if any of them really resonate with you they they hit home with me so the first one don't suppress your feelings you know if you're feeling really low really bummed out don't walk around going i'm i'm fine i feel good it's great just don't box it up and push it down into a little little dark place somewhere. I feel that's good advice for most situations. Well, yes, it is. It's, <laughs> it's tied to emotional intelligence yeah. as well, like the lack of emotional intelligence education that like our generation got. Yeah, true. Um, is one of the reasons that in in previous generations is that why suppressing emotion is such a common thing. Yeah, because we. We don't know what to do with it when it shows up. And emotion is there for a reason. It's it's a reaction. It's a natural reaction. And it's there to clue you in to sort of deeper, deeper feelings and deeper signs. Mm-hmm. So without going way down that road. Um, so I like that they they highlighted some research. So they found that people who show themselves some extra compassion such as like, you know, treating themselves as they would their friends. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of us 
we'll treat a friend with a Better bit than. more kindness than we will ourselves. Yeah, I could see that. Um, those people are less likely to feel anxious in challenging situations and report kind of higher levels of overall well-being. And I think, you know, it has a lot to do with, we talked about um, emotional intelligence, but it's also just about kind of the, this one psychologist wrote a book called Emotional Agility. Uh huh. And it is, it's a really how we navigate our emotions. Yeah. And yeah. we, we start treating our emotions in almost a hierarchical way. Uh-huh. Um, deciding that we, some of us will say, well, we're not worthy of our emotions. Right. So that's a, that's a common one when you start feeling anxiety and stress. You'll be like, well, I, sh- I shouldn't feel this. You know, I'm lucky or I, I, don't, I don't deserve people you know, to feel this. Me. Yeah, there's, right. there's worse things. Like one of the biggest things that I, I've seen is we always try to qualify our, our negative feelings. Mm-hmm. The way that our bodies process things it's not we, we don't our bodies don't qualify things right it's true it's you know the fight or flight those basic you know fundamental reactions that we have those are triggered by a set of sort of real life stimuli physical stimuli that there's a whole chemical process that that falls it's not saying like well your stress or anxiety is worse or better right. than mine yeah so that idea that we shouldn't be able to feel what we're feeling is a huge trap right. because your body's not going to know yeah. the way. I, I heard somebody say, and it, you know, like somewhat related, is like the worst thing that happened to you is the worst thing that's happened to you. Like right. it's not like you can't compare, you know, uh, the being, you know, like people starving in Africa compared to your you know, being anxiety over being so busy, you yeah. know, I think it's like, yes, they're two different things and both are, but both create in a emotion, anxiety or emotional response. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. You shouldn't, you know, try to put one in order, you know, you shouldn't rank them. Yeah. So if like, you're feeling a panic because, you know, let's say you're an avid gar- gardener. Mm-hmm. The garden season is coming to a close in a lot of parts of the country in the fall. And you get this huge harvest, but you also know after that it is rest. Yeah. Like there's there's not much in the, the gardening way for a while. You might be like panicking by the time fall rolls around. Whatever it is, like there's reasons, you know, that you're feeling these things. You don't have to qualify them. Just let those feelings come up and let them actually kind of bubble to the surface and don't push them away mm-hmm. and say, well, I, I, should, I shouldn't even be like, that's just silly. I shouldn't even feel that. Um, this article said that it's taking a breath and actually allowing those thoughts to come through and surface and they, they suggested even um, talking to a friend or writing them down yeah. is going to help you work through them because sometimes the emotion, like I look at my almost five-year-old, 
she's she does know what emotions are now, but sometimes there's so much that comes up. It takes her a while to even be like, what the hell was that? You know, that happens to a lot of us. And sometimes just writing it out or talking, like using someone else as a sounding board, great thing to do. Mm -hmm. So the next thing they say is ask yourself what these negative emotions can do for you. Now, that's not like, you know, I feel angry. I sh- I could go punch something. That's, that's not. not really like, no. I mean, I guess that's a way to process things. Um, but difficult emotions actually do have value. Yeah. They're there for a reason. They're providing us information about our wants, our needs, our values And when we just push that aside, it's like we're not even acknowledging Mm -hmm. any of that data. And we're we're sort of telling ourselves that's not important. But there's some fundamental stuff that's in there. Um, So anxiety, a lot of times they talk in this this piece about um, autumn chaos. So fall is also frequently a much busier season for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You got kids going back to school. Yeah. You've got like all of those, you know, summer break sort of things. Like maybe you took a break from your fitness routine or maybe you took a break from your healthy eating. Now you've got all this. And then, oh, by the way, September rolls right into October, which let's be honest, is sort of the start of a monthly holiday mm-hmm. pattern for like three or four months. True. So it is It is a really busy time of year for a lot of people. Um, but instead of saying, well, I'm just anxious because there's so much going on, stop and think about that statement. When you say, I'm anxious because I've got, you know, I'm, there's so much happening. Well, what does that tell you you really need in your life? It need, means you probably need to have a bit more control over your schedule before you get full on into the craziness of the fall. Why don't you stop re-examine your schedule and say, what can I do to make more time for Mm -hmm. myself and think about what are those areas in your life that trigger the most amount of negativity? Cause that can clue you into, well, you know, in the summer, I get to be outside a lot. And in the fall and the winter, I don't. Well, there's ways that you can find, you know, you can carve out purposeful time to get outside. Maybe it's you take up hiking instead of right. being at the beach. Or you take up cross-country skiing in the winter. Mm-hmm. So it's it's supposed to clue you in to that information about what's really going to give us value in our life, Mm. which again, I think when we're taught to kind of suppress a lot of emotions, especially around anxiety, we don't really stop to break down what's, what triggered this and why am I having this feeling? It's not like it's a uncomfortable feeling, but it actually has something to say to you. Yeah, I can see how like what 
having the mindset that you're trying not not just cure your anxiety, but like you said, like they say in the article, use your anxiety. Yep. Use your anxiety to figure out how you can essentially reduce your anxiety. Yep. You know, so it's like that's a, a very everybody wants to just eliminate anxiety opposed to they want to uh, avoid anxiety yeah but, uh, yeah and they don't want but they don't want to utilize it for some reason they think that utilizing makes it persist for some reason right they just want to avoid it so they don't have to deal with it you know well and we tend to ignore the cause of anxiety right. in our lives which you know means that anxiety is never addressed those basic wants and needs um, those fundamental wants and needs that are triggering the anxiety are are not being addressed. They're mm-hmm. not being met. So you continue to experience anxiety and it just kind of gets worse in spirals because things just sort of pile up and add on. Mm-hmm. So this this article said try to identify small things. Like don't even worry, you know, if if you've got a ton of, um, maybe it's like a control issue and it's overwhelming to think about making like, well, changing my schedule, like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrifying. Well, what if you just did one small extra thing for yourself Mm -hmm. that addressed that need? You know, it's like you're terrified you're going to be stuck inside all the time just take like one small step, like try one, one little thing that might be new or help you address kind of that, that need that's not being met. Um, that can really give you a sense of purpose and, and some inner strength, you know, just by tackling those small things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be massive, um, massive shifts. So uh, the next tip they say is that when feelings overwhelm, connect to the present. It's always a great tip. They actually talk about doing, um, they said going for a walk, gardening. These are things we've talked about recently. Or doing yoga or breathing exercises. I mean, every time I do meditation, one of the main through lines is connecting to the present you know mm-hmm. just being present you know that's that always seems to be a through line to get come to a little to reach a level of calmness mm-hmm. you know so i think that's um obviously a a useful tactic yeah and there's there's a there's another sort of way that we process things or that we we think about things that they call out in here so in meditation one of the the goals is to sort of reach this witnessing state Mm -hmm. where you're not identifying with an emotion you're observing an emotion Mm -hmm. so it's a different thing so it's a difference between saying i am sad Mm -hmm. or I notice that there's feelings of sadness. That's different. You're mm-hmm. identifying when you say I am something, you are identifying as that thing. So when you're constantly telling yourself I am so stressed, I am 
so panicked. I am so mad. You are identifying with that emotion. The goal is to really get you out of that identification and to have you be more observing these things, almost as you're observing the feelings as they kind of bubble up inside you and you notice them in physical sensation, not Mm -hmm. just what feel, what it feels like to be stressed in your head, but like what that feels like in your body. Mm -hmm. That process is a very, you know, present mindful state that gets you out of your head and allows you to sort of disconnect from being those feelings and those negative, those negative associations. So, I mean, it's a really good trick to do when you are feeling anxious is to not be like, Oh my God, I'm so stressed. Oh my God. I'm so like freaked out. Oh my God. Like there's all the things that you can start saying to yourself, but if you take a moment, breathe, and then come down and really just through some long, deep breaths, start separating those things and noticing what those feelings actually show up as in your body and in your mind and notice it objectively versus as an identifier. Mm -hmm. So that is a really great process and um, tactic that they called out. And I definitely wanted to, to call that one out too. Um, so those were the tips that they suggested, um, you know, enjoying the last few weeks that we have of summer across the country. Know that it's okay to feel sad that the end of summer is here. Know that it is a time of transition and it's a great, it's a great reset time for you, but it's also a time that you really should be treating yourself a little bit more gentleness Mm -hmm. and kindness because what's shifting in a, in a short period of time is a lot of external factors, but also pace of life. There's a lot of things that are moving. So it's a good time to be a bit more reflective, to be a bit more mindful in this, the decisions that you're making about your life, mm-hmm. maybe do a reset, maybe pick up something that's just for you. You know, that if you feel like you've got a lot going on, well, maybe it's time to look at how you might be able to trim some of the, the unnecessary things out so right. that you can make time for something that's going to be more meaningful for you. I agree. And not avoiding the feelings, but really trying to sit with them, let them come up, address them and find out what, what it means for you. What, what do these things bring up for you? I've seen, it sounds like things that can help you be more productive too. Like I I think there's kind of tap. I know we were kind of specifically talking about these tactics in regards to into summer, but Sounds like some some tactics tactics you can use to tackle a project or something to kind of make you more more productive if you're lacking in productivity in your life. If you come to a little bit, you feel like you're at a uh, 
uh, not a standstill, but a uh, uh, just like a, a roadblock. Yeah. You know? Like you said, the reset. Yep. So it would be perfect for that. Yep. So I will be probably in early October planning to do my next cleanse. Mm-hmm. Which if you listened, I did that back in April, mm, May. I think that sounds about right. Um, I did it in the spring. This For the first time ever, I did a cleanse. And it was quite an experience, but oh so necessary. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I need that again. So this fall, going to jump in and try that out again. And... I definitely encourage other people to to give that a whirl as well mm-hmm. and see if there's, you know, you don't have to do a cleanse. You don't have to do that. What? That's, uh, but, like, to do some kind of a reset for yourself. Right. You did it in May. And if you guys want to hear about that first cleanse experience from Shannon, it's episode 313. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Looking forward to, would you say you're pumped? For your upcoming I would say plans? it's got me very, very excited. Well, that's good. And hopefully, this next part of the podcast also has you excited and or pumped. Yes. Because don't don't say it again. It's what we like to call what's got us pumped. <laughs> that's oh, like I promise pumps. we're gonna we're gonna get the this the segue there a little smoother. I don't know how that'd be possible. <laughs> So, what I'm pumped about this week is, uh, actually, uh, it's a little heartwarming. You guys know that uh, we have chickens here at the homestead now, um, and they're <laughs> producing like crazy. We actually, Ella was very excited that she pulled out three eggs from the chicken coop today, and we have three hens, so it seems like everybody's laying eggs. Yep. Um, but we did have a fourth hen, and I don't know if we talked about her on the podcast, but she was... Um, a little bit hobbled, some injuries, some unbeknownst to us that she was injured one day. And we were trying to put her in uh, in quarantine, see if she would heal herself, giving her some uh, a special diet of food and, and vitamins. But she seemed not to be getting better. Um, when we, talking about stress, I think that was bringing a lot of stress and anxiety to both Shannon and I. Yeah. Um, so we actually reached out to the person that gave us the chickens. Um, not knowing who else to reach out to. And he very kindly took her back um, and is nursing her back to health. So yeah. once I get an update on her, I will let you guys know. Um, so hopefully it is good news. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it's, uh, she was, you know, we. She, she was, was uh, she was, of course it worked out this way, but she was like the sweetest of the chickens. Yeah. Like she was the gentlest. She was the cuddliest. Like. Mm-hmm. We don't cuddle our chickens really that much, but if you did pick her up, she would just immediately close her little eyes and kind of nestle down in there, Mm -hmm. and she'd just go with it. Like, she was such a chill little chick. Yep. So we're hoping that she is uh, getting some of her strength back, so maybe she'll come back one day. If not, just most of all, we hope that she's getting better. She was also the redhead. That's right. I know. So. Mm -hmm. What about you? What's got you pumped? Uh, well, it fits well with our, our whole sort of episode theme today, um, fall. Mm. Went to beloved TJ's this weekend, and they have decorated for fall, folks, and the fall 
leaves are out, the cinnamon brooms are there, and oh yes, pumpkin is back. Mm-hmm. Now, I know everybody gets very excited for all the pumpkin flavors of things, but the thing that really has got me pumped is the return of the Trader Joe's pumpkin puree, which I kid you not is somehow different than the other things that I get in Whole Foods, Publix, Target, wherever. Nobody makes this exactly the same. You could actually eat this pumpkin out of the can without doing much of anything to it. It's just better. I don't know what it is. I'm sure like there's someday I'm going to find out that they, oh, we have a secret ingredient we didn't tell you about or something. It's de facto. It's just better. I just realized that, you know, we, I always think about, you know, we're com- we're essentially in hurricane season right now. Yeah. Um, but you're always supposed to stock up on canned goods. And then I realize, well, we already stock up on about a dozen cans of pumpkin puree. So. Yeah. We don't have a dozen yet. So like what, yet. what I do. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> um, when. Tr- if for any Trader Joe's fans out there, you know if you like one of their seasonal items, you have to stock up on that because it is gone fast. It's always gone before you want it to be. And there's no real saying when it's going to come back. So, I mean, what was it? Last year, wasn't there like a pumpkin shortage? Yes. Like but I don't everywhere. know if those were pump, like the pie pumpkins. Maybe I don't know, but right. like I feel like it was harder to find pumpkin last year. Could have been. So I stocked up last year. It lasted us until about July. And I'm starting my stockpile again. I'm not one of those people that goes in and clears off a shelf. I think that's wrong. I think that's very inconsiderate of your fellow shoppers. So I slowly try to stockpile Mm -hmm. like three, four cans a trip. Just, you know, stash it away in the pantry, like a whole shelf dedicated to certain pumpkin and like seasonal items. So, yes, the pumpkin uh, stockpiling has started and we are making some little handheld pumpkin pies, pumpkin pasties Mm -hmm. from, if you watch Harry Potter, Um, it is actually from a unofficial Harry Potter cookbook. So I'm hoping they're going to be feeling very harry potterish mm-hmm. and yeah pumpkin it's got me pumped nice that's great uh it's very seasonal this episode was pretty seasonal i know so i i'm always enjoyed that i'm looking forward to the fall season even here in florida even though we not don't really have it uh or there's no real visual representation out in nature there really is if you pay attention though the sun changes oh yeah of course, that that is true. You're right. You're right. I I, I retract my previous name. So there's just not as many obvious exactly cues. Thank you guys for listening this week and every week. Uh, please, please uh, visit. Uh, we've got the uh, sponsor for this today's episode. Check out our show notes. The link is in the show notes. Trylgc.com/slash/addicted-to-fitness cholesterol and you can use our code addicted to fitness to get 25 percent off any health test yes and feel free to head over to instagram the atf podcast Mm -hmm. and you can see more about sponsors shows previous episodes 
and just see what we're up to. Also, both Nick and I are on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We link to our pages and our account, so you can also come see what we're doing. Check us out. Got anything else for him tonight? That's it. This has been another edition of the Addicted Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.